Welcome to Rory's Folk, hosted by Rory Skyster and showcasing and discussing a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. I dreamed a dream the other night. Lowlands, lowlands away, my John. I dreamed a dream the other night. Lowlands away. I dreamed my love came standing by. Lowlands, lowlands away, my John came standing close by my bedside. Lowlands away, he's drowning in the and lowlands, lowlands away, my John, and never more coming home to me, lowlands away, he's drowning in Drowning in the windy lowlands, lowlands, lowlands away, my John. He's drowning in the windy lowlands, lowlands away. I dreamed a dream the other night. Lowlands, lowlands away, my John. I dreamed a dream the other night. Lowlands Listening to Rory's Folk, in which Rory Skyster showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rory's Folk. This episode is themed around the ocean, and the song that you just heard was my singing of Lowlands. 
Lowlands is an interesting song. It's often considered to be a sea shanty, and indeed it has the same structure of uh, traditional sea shanties, which is a sort of call and response structure of uh, a line that the shanty man would sing and then a line that the crew could join in on. But uh, it's actually thought that Lowlands was um, originally a ballad uh, because of the, the sort of story that you find going throughout the song. Uh, of a of a ghost of someone's dead lover visiting them, so it's thought that this was an English or Scottish ballad that then made its way into uh, the tradition of sea shanties uh, by being picked up by sailors. Uh, as they docked in uh, regions where the song was sung and sort of caught snatches of it and started singing those snatches on their ships, but uh, obviously didn't you know didn't remember all of the verses of the ballad so so ended up sort of turning it into more of a of a sea shanty um so it's been cited as a windless or a capstan shanty um so you know was was used in the same way as other sea shanties uh to help sailors get into the rhythm of certain jobs on board the ship interestingly there's yet another version of the lyrics to lowlands which are about cotton workers in Alabama. So probably what happened is that this ballad was was taken up by the by the um, sailors, who then travelled to America, and similarly, cotton workers on the plantations in America picked it up from the sailors and then turned it into their own song. So there is also uh, an African-American work song version of Lowlands um, with, you know, different lyrics, but it's still clearly the same kind of song kernel, as it were. So, yeah, I I just think that's a a really interesting um, example of a folk song that's that's changed very much depending on which people were singing it and has sort of been passed from group to group and changed accordingly along the way. So, uh, yeah, as I said, this episode of Rory's Folk uh, will be sort of loosely themed around the ocean. Uh, So I've chosen a bunch of songs that fit that theme. Uh, The first one that I'm going to be playing for you is uh, another sea shanty, This is uh, Fisherman's Friends' version of Bully in the Alley. And then after that, I'm going to be putting on The Wild Goose, as sung by Kate Rusby. Well, Sally is the girl that comes from our alley. Way, hey, Bully in the Alley. Sally is the girl from Shinbone Alley. Bully on the Shinbone now. So help me, love and bully. I've got some leaf juice, so I'll go and see my Sally. Way, hey, bully in the alley. I'll throw her a line, make fast in a rally. Bully on the shitload now. So help me, Bob, I'm bully in the alley. Way, hey, bully in the alley. Damn sure, for I'm tired about her key. Way, hey, bully in the alley. She told me that this glory was just for me. 
showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. So what we just heard there was um, Bully in the Alley by The Fisherman's Friends and then The Wild Goose by Kate Rosby. Both traditional songs, both sea shanties. Um, So uh, Bully in the Alley is a... um, shanty that tells of basically what sailors got up to when um, they had some shore leave. So obviously they'd been away for months and months at sea and, um, you know, they they wanted to have a good time. So they often went out in whatever port they'd um, stopped in and got drunk. So uh, bully is, is thought to be a term that refers to inebriated, basically. Um, so it's all about uh, this sailor who's uh, had a bit too much to drink and, and ends up a bit a bit drunkenly stumbling around in an alley. But also it has the, the lyrics um, about his girlfriend, I suppose, uh, Sally. And um, some of the some of the versions of Bully in the Alley uh, that exist, because, you know, like all folk songs, there are many different lyrics. Um, some of them are a bit a bit more uh, explicit about what he gets up to with Sally. Um, the version that I've chosen to play here, uh, the Fisherman's Friends version, does have some some light innuendo, but I think it still uh, is on the side of, of funny and light-hearted and fun rather than objectifying in any way, which obviously some of the versions that exist are, just given the time and place that they were written. It is also, in fact, thought... So, so the first song that I sang at the beginning of this episode was a song that was probably an English or Scottish song that then uh, in various iterations became an African-American song. Um, It's thought that Bully in the Alley was possibly originally an African-American song um, sung about these sailors who came to port, um, which the uh, workers at the dockyards, uh, a lot of whom were, were black Americans, would have observed as they were working to load the ships with cotton. So, uh, so interestingly, this, this song could have gone essentially the other way, that it was originally an African-American song that then got picked up by uh, American and British sailors uh, who then sang it at sea. 
Um, the next song, The Wild Goose Shanty, um, is also thought to have a similar origin, maybe also uh, originally African-American and then making its way uh, into the repertoire of uh, white British sailors. Um, the other potential um, background for this song, I suppose, because <laughs> as with many folk songs, there is a lot of, a lot of a speculation as to exactly where it was from. Um, but the other speculation is that it might be about um, Irish migrants coming from Ireland to America. It's thought that maybe the wild goose refers to uh, Irish migrants. So, yeah, as with a lot of folk, we'll not necessarily ever know. But um, but I really wanted to play those two shanties both to sort of parallel you know, what I was saying about songs making their way into different genres uh, amongst different groups of people, you know, across the Atlantic. And um, also because uh, I think that those two different versions are, you know, musically quite different. And there are lots of many different ways that uh, sea shanties can be interpreted and performed by people these days. And I think they're both... They're both really great versions for different reasons. So, uh, so yeah, if you like either of those tracks, um, The Fisherman's Friends, or to give them their more full title of Port Isaac's Fisherman's Friends, they can be found uh, online. They have a, a big presence. Um, interestingly, they are a, they're a group of, uh, a lot of them, actually are or used to be uh, either fishermen or um, people working on lifeboats. So, uh, and they met in a pub in Port Isaac where they all had a good sing together. And um, and that's how they formed as a group, which I think is just a really lovely story. So yeah, uh, look them up, Port Isaac's Fisherman's Friends. And uh, the uh, second track, The Wild Goose, was sung by Kate Rusby, who is uh, also a pretty established folk artist. Uh, that track um, I discovered on her album Ten, which she released when she had been touring for ten years. She's just released her album Thirty, which, as you might imagine, uh, is because she's been touring for thirty years now. So um, there's a big back catalogue of of her um of her music and i just think she has an absolutely beautiful voice so yeah look her up as well so the next two tracks that i'm going to play are from two uh, lesser known artists and they are also two artists that i have played on this show before but when i decided to do a uh, an episode sort of themed around the ocean i really couldn't leave out these wonderful tracks. So next we're going to have a song entitled Sirens by Nick Seepman. And then after that, there's going to be a song called Sirens 2 by Jessica Law. Lashed to the mast, splashed by the spray of the waves as they crash on the bow. Searching the skyline, his heart in his throat As the wind chills the sweat on his brow The crew hold their course as they heave at the oars Deaf to the sound of their wild captain's roar Turn back, God damn you all, turn back 
in the mist, a melody born on the Mediterranean breeze. The air in the galley is stifling and hot from the deepening sense of unease. But the captain forgets all his terror and pain as the unearthly music suffuses his brain. We come, you sirens fair, we come. Captain is writhing and raving no more. As they loosen his bindings, they see he is not now the man that he had been before. In the stillness of night, unable to sleep, he leans on the side, staring into the deep. I know, for good or ill, I know. I have no tongue, no tongue to tell this mystery. There are no words, no description, and no name. The life I knew, a dream beyond remembrance. I can no more return from whence I came. Regaining the island that once was his home He still hears those voices and the songs of his son And his eyes see that cold ocean foam Beloved Telemachus, this I have seen God's grant that one day you will know what I mean My son, that which we are, we are And die. We tried to flee where they could never run us to land where there is naught but rock and sea and sky. But we stand out where there's no other music around. Where we're not masked by bustle and beautiful crowds. I don't know why they come. I don't know why. He told them when the moon is given. Yeah. 
showcases a diverse range of contemporary British folk music by established and up-and-coming artists alike. So what you just heard there was Sirens by Nick Seepman, which is from his EP Magpie, followed by Sirens 2 by Jessica Law from her album Apparently. Now, these songs are not specifically meant to go after each other. Um, the reason that Sirens 2 is called Sirens 2 is because Jessica Law has, in fact, released another song called Sirens. Um, but I couldn't resist, basically, putting them after each other, um, especially given their subject matter. So... Uh, sirens, of course, are a, a mythological creature most famously known uh, from Greek mythology uh, and from the Odyssey. So in Greek mythology, sirens uh, are beings who um, basically lure sailors with their voice. And sailors, or, or anyone, I guess, um, are mesmerised by their beautiful singing uh, and essentially meet their doom that way. So sailors weren't thought to ever be able to hear siren song and live to tell the tale, pretty much. Um, in the Odyssey, the scene in which the sirens appear, um, Odysseus is curious about what the siren song sounded like, but obviously knew uh, that you know, he couldn't hear it and still survive. So what he did was he had all of his sailors uh, put beeswax in their ears so that they couldn't hear it and you know, could still sail the ship and got them to tie him to a mast and ordered them to make sure that he stayed tied to the mast, leave him there, you know, no matter how much he might beg them to untie him. So when he then heard their song, 
he predictably started asking them, you know, untie him, but they listened to his orders and they bound him even tighter. So, uh, so yeah, so that's the story of, of Odyssey, uh, from the Odyssey of Odysseus and the Sirens. And uh, this obviously is referenced in both of the songs about sirens that we just heard. Um, but I find it very interesting because they both focus on different people. So uh, Nick Seatman's song Sirens is very much from the point of view of um, Odysseus. He is considered to be the only person who has heard Siren's song and survived. And this song really explores what that would do to a person, what that would do to your mind. Jessica Law's song, on the other hand, is um, a slightly different take in that um, she sort of started thinking about, um, you know, why... Why do the sirens do this? And so her song is based on the um, the sort of thought, well, maybe they maybe they can't help it. Maybe they're not these sort of vicious beings who you know are deliberately luring people to their to their doom. Maybe they have to do that. Maybe if they don't sing, they die. Um, so her version is much more focused on the sirens and sort of their motivation, but it still has the same scene of, you know, Odysseus being, being tied to the mast like that and telling his sailors, you know, don't let me free and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I love both of those songs and I think it's uh, very interesting when you have a, a sort of a folklore, a mythology or a, or a, um, a religious story. Um, or, you know, something along those lines, uh, how that can be incorporated into folk music in different ways by different artists. Um, so, so yeah, uh, both really great songs, both really great artists. I encourage you to check them both out. Uh, they both have presences on Bandcamp, so just look up Nick Seepman and uh, Jessica Law on Bandcamp. Um, also uh, on social media, uh, Instagram and such like. Uh, as I say, I have played both of their music on this show before. And in fact, uh, the last episode that I released was a specific showcase episode of Jessica Law's music. So if you liked her track that I just played, then please check out the last episode of Rory's Folk because it has four songs of hers on them, uh, on it. And uh, they're also songs with, you know, quite intricate backstories. Um, so, so definitely worth uh, a listen. I actually interview her in that episode as well. So you can hear her talking about her own music uh, in her own words. The next two songs are about a different mythological creature of the oceans. Um, they are um, Swirling Eddies by Faye Heald, followed by The Grey Selkie by Lady Masery. Like the head is in the water 
weight this world has laid on me. And as she sighed and as she sank, her heart did break in three. So the songs that you just heard there were um, Faye Heald's song Swirling Eddies from the album Rackline, which is her most recent album, and then Lady Masery with The Grey Selkie from their album Mayday. So these are both songs about Selkies, which are a mythological being in Celtic and Norse folklore. Uh, The Selkie is um, basically a a seal person. So uh, someone who changes from a seal into a person. Um, Now, obviously, as with all mythology, it varies um, depending on what sources you look at as to you know how often and when and where and things um some sources uh state that selkies could could change at will um others uh that there was a specific seven year cycle and every seven years the selkies would come up out of the sea shed their seal skin and become human another piece of folklore associated with selkies is that it was the seal skin that was often considered to be the magical item that allowed this transformation, which meant that if you took a Selkie's skin, you would have power over them because they could no longer return to the ocean. So Selkies crop up uh, a lot in folk songs. Uh, various aspects of the of the mythology that I've just mentioned sort of come up in, in various different stories. Some of them are... Um, quite upsetting to our um sort of modern sensibilities like um having mentioned the seal skin there are folk songs that talk of you know men stealing uh female selkies skins to to force them to marry them um and such like the songs i've chosen to showcase here aren't quite as dark as that although um the latter one is quite sad the first one, uh, Swirling Eddies by Fay Heald. So that's actually an original song written by Fay Heald herself. Um, and it's basically uh, exploring um, the, the emotions that a, that a Selkie would feel at the start of, of their journey onto land um, and, you know, exiting the water. And there's this whole um, new place to explore. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the, the really, um, enticing things about Selkie mythology is sort of these two different worlds and a lot of the songs that are about them do explore that and, um, both sort of the exhilaration, uh, like this song does, but also, um, sort of being, being torn between two worlds and in fact, uh, Faye Heald has written another song about Selkies, which is on the same album 
which uh, sort of talks a bit more about the conflict of having two different places that you are tied to. And obviously, parallels can be drawn between that and real world examples, um, such as immigration. That song, in case anyone interested is interested, is called Call the Storm, also on the album Rackline. So, so yeah, a lot to be sort of explored um, with that narrative, I think. The second song about Selkies that I just played, uh, The Grey Selkie uh, by Lady Masery, this is, um, this is based on a traditional folk song, so the lyrics are traditional, but uh, Lady Masery wrote their own tune for it. And... Uh, yeah, this this song um, tells the story of uh, a Selkie man who visits a woman and they have a child. And there are quite a lot of folk songs that um, about Selkies that that have that narrative and sort of what happens to the to the child. Um, and this one definitely um, seems to fit within the mythology of Selkies only coming back every seven years because. He's there when um, when she's pregnant, but then he doesn't come back until seven years later when, when she has a little boy. And it's possible that this version of the folklore um, was in fact used as uh, an explanation um, for uh, single mothers and mothers out of wedlock because um, at the time that these songs came about, it was generally considered taboo to um you know have uh children out of wedlock and so uh selkie sort of provided uh, a good explanation uh, as to how that could have occurred but although that explanation you know itself might be helpful to a woman this um story definitely <laughs> the woman does not come out um on top in it it's it's a very tragic story really because she's constantly at the mercy of the men in her life both the selkie and then um well to an extent i guess even the son um but also the uh, the gunner who she marries and who ultimately kills the son and the selkie so so yeah very very tragic but I still think a beautiful story and um well that can be said for a lot of Lady Masery songs they sing a lot about gender and power and um yeah uh a lot of very feminist songs but not um not necessarily explicitly feminist but but definitely exploring feminist themes so um I really like their music for that reason so, to close this episode, I'm going to play one last song of mine. So, this is a song I wrote called Swimming in Circles, and I wrote it for a competition back in 2020 when uh, lockdown was at its height. Um, it was a competition in aid of World Fish Migration Day, uh, and that was a charity initiative to raise awareness for... Um, migrating fish and free-flowing rivers and the challenge was to write an original song about uh, you know, a fish of your choice and uh, sadly my song didn't win 
but it did make it into the top 10 worldwide, which I'm pretty proud of. So, so yeah, it's, it's about salmon. And the reason that I chose to write about salmon is because they are the fish that is most eaten in the UK. Um, there is a huge amount of salmon eaten um, every day in the UK. And there's a lot of debate about what the best thing to do is if you're concerned you know about the environment uh, and the impacts of eating fish uh, a lot of people specifically choose to buy farmed fish rather than wild caught fish which makes sense because uh, obviously if you're if you're buying wild caught fish then uh, fish stocks are being depleted and there is a huge problem with that however uh, fish farming also has its own host of environmental problems. So the fish in salmon farms are really kept very, very packed in together. And because of that, they are very susceptible to getting diseases and parasites. And obviously that's bad for the fish themselves and it's not great for us eating them. Uh, but it also uh, means that these diseases and pests can spread into wild populations of salmon because the lochs that these um, salmon are farmed in are actually in the same places that the wild salmon migrate through. So they really can come into very close contact and therefore transfer the diseases. Um, apart from that, uh, salmon farms have other environmental impacts because there's a lot of waste, obviously, created by uh, keeping so many animals in close in close quarters with each other you know and uh that can really end up polluting a lake and causing problems to the whole ecosystem so salmon farming doesn't necessarily um whilst it solves some problems you know it causes others but there are things that can be done about this so this is basically why i wrote the song um because I wanted to highlight these issues. And then you'll hear in the last verse of the song, I do actually go over some of the solutions that can be put into place to solve these issues. So I think that's enough background now for you to understand uh, this song. It's one of mine that requires a little bit more of an intro. Um, but I'm going to play for you now, Swimming in Circles. And uh, if you would like to listen to this song again, uh, I do. I did release it as a single, so it can be found on my Bandcamp, and I even uh, shot a music video for it. So, if you want to see me singing this song dressed as a fish, uh, then please also uh, head over to my YouTube. Just type Rory Skyster into YouTube, and you'll find it there. So, um, please enjoy swimming in circles, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rory's Folk. Way up north in the highlands of Scotland there are salmon farms They were caught in the rivers now in pens they can't get free The salmon eggs of their counterparts Hatch in northern Europe and Canada And then the fry drift downstream toward the sea 
And still their brothers are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming, they can't get to the sea. Sisters are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. The salmon follow the currents, feeding and doubling their weight each year. After four years, they are ready to head back in. Siblings are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. Nevermore they flow with the waterfall. Nevermore will they glide through the kelp so tall. They will swim nevermore in this Scottish lake, destined only to be a salmon snake. And the parasites that infest their scales, from their clogged-up gills to their ragged tails, will they spread? Of their wild swimming friends, as their waste poisons the water beneath their floating pens. But still, the salmon are swimming, parasite-laden. In farms, the salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. Wait in dangerous water until the rains fall and the river is high enough to swim. And still their brothers are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. Meanwhile, the sil. The salmon jump waterfalls, traveling upstream. And still their sisters are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. As the leaves turn in the forests, 
siblings are swimming, swimming in circles in farms. The salmon are swimming; they can't get to the sea. Suspense with Spence or Spencer to use the form, the full unabbreviated form. You're listening to Radio Illumini, and this is my show, so brace yourselves. Okay, I vow to never play a bad song. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me every. Crap. Oh, sorry about that there. Um, I didn't realise... Sorry, they refer to undressing. This is a clean show. Hey folks, you're listening to Radio Illumini, shining a light on the unknown. And this is Martin V with the Martin V Vintage Disco and Dance Show. I'm really excited to be part of Radio Illumini and I'm looking forward to entertaining you with some of the lesser-known dance and disco tracks from days gone by. 